thankful for everything everybody did in this whole process with my mom. You know, I had to hurry up and leave two days before my mom passed. And uh, we got cards and people were praying everywhere for me and my family. And I always want to thank those who are supportive to everything we do in this place. I've got people from everywhere that are so supportive of what we're doing here in Ohio. And it really does show and shine when we're going through things and we're dealing with things because they all come out to help support. There is people that totally blessed us to help me get back to Texas because it was a great expense for us. And, you know, it's it's December, you know? <laughs> and so people helped with the expenses to even get me back to Texas. And um, I was so blessed. They, they took care of everything for us to go and to come back. And Jesus was just working in such a huge way in my time in Texas. And that's what I want to share with you guys about this morning was everything Jesus did in those moments there in Texas. Um, you were definitely in my heart and in my mind the whole time I was there. And I remember logging on to even watch last Sunday's service from over there. I was, because it's an hour, you guys are an hour ahead from Texas. And so I logged on and I was watching and I was like, oh my God, like they have no idea <laughs> what's being sung, what's being said, that I'm, I'm feeling it over there in Texas where I'm at the songs and what was being shared here and how God was being effective with that over there. Because we're one with the Spirit of God. And when you're one with the Spirit of God, everything is all connected somehow. And so I went through this process with my mom recently of my mom passing, but it was, it was a journey. And I always am very transparent with my life. I'm always sharing how God is speaking to me through struggles and hard times that I'm having in my life. I do that on purpose because I don't ever want people to think, oh, you know, ministers and people in ministry, they don't go through things. You know, they have this perfect life. You know, they don't really struggle, which that's a lie. <laughs> I always tell everybody, if, if, if a pastor ever tells you that or a minister ever tells you that, that they didn't um, ever have a thought in their mind to stop doing something, they're lying. Because you go through those moments of difficult times. And so during this whole process with my mom, I wanted to call today's message inner strength. My mom was a person who had tons of inner strength. She was an orphan, and uh, she grew up, her parents died when she was seven years old. And my mom needed all kinds of strength at seven years old, not having parents having to figure out what you were going to do with your life. And so my mom had this incredible life of just overcoming every obstacle, every situation in her life. She had, she was a very strong woman when I was growing up. And she was always one to tell me, you know, don't ever give up. Don't even say those words out of your mouth because once you say it, then you're going to believe what you're saying. So don't ever say that you, you're going to give up or you're going to stop or any of that. Just keep pressing forward. And so she'd always say that, and she'd always say, pray. You know, my mom wasn't like this, you know, word, you know, person who was in the word. She prayed a lot from what she knew how to do, which was in intercession and prayer for us. She was a huge prayer in my life, a prayer warrior in my life. And she always covered us with prayer. 
So I want to tell you about how awesome this whole thing unwrapped because it was beautiful. So I get there two days before my mom's going to pass, and I have been praying and I have been asking God about the timing of me going to Texas because we're on assignment here in Ohio. We know God is going to do something great, and I can't leave an assignment unless God says to. And I think that's where our perspective has to begin to change and that we're focused. You know, we sang this morning about my eyes are on you, my eyes are on you. Yeah, your eyes have to be on him this season because it's so, easily to get, it's so easy to get distracted to get off his timing and off the path he has us on. So I have been praying for months, and I had many opportunities to go be with my mom before I left, many. I had people calling me saying, if you need to go, we will fly you out tomorrow if you need to go be with your mom. And I kept praying and asking God, God, when do you want me to go? When do you give me that release and that peace to go? And he's like, just trust me. So I had to go for months with this trusting with God. And it was a trust ride. And I, and I kept saying, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you. Well, two days before my mom passed, he got me there, like right on time. So I get there, and my mom is in this pain in her body. You know, she had already gone through some stuff. You know, my mom had dementia, Parkinson's, had a defibrillated heart. She had a lot of things that were attacking her body. So I get there, and I go, my mom actually got to be at home, which was wonderful because we got to sit there with her the whole time. So I get there to my parents' house, and I go to the room, and I can feel something in the atmosphere. And I know my mom is in a battle. And I was like, you know what? We're going to shift this thing. We're going to shift the atmosphere, and the peace of the Lord is going to come in this room. And I remember pulling out my worship music and sitting there with my mom, just switching and changing the atmosphere in the room. And all night I was up with her, holding her hand and just massaging her body and just loving on my mom. Because that atmosphere was going to change. She was not going to be in pain her last days of her life. And I kept declaring and proclaiming, just like we were this morning. And I kept saying, no, she's not going to be in pain. Jesus, you're going to come in and you're going to bring, you're going to change this. So I'm sitting there. And the next morning, I get up real early because the nurses would come in super early. And mind you, this nurse is not a believer. She walks in the room. And she literally walks in the room, looks at my mom on the bed, and says, something is different about your mom. Something's different. I see peace on your mom's face. My mom could not talk. She could not do any of that. But the nurse real, realized the peace that my mom had. So she says, let's check her vital signs. Well, the day before, I, the day I flew in, her heart was running rampant. It was going up and down, up and down, up and down. And the nurse said, her heart's going to grow weary and tired. And because it keeps going up and down, up and down in this battle on her body, it's going to eventually get tired and give out. And I looked at the nurse, and, she, and, and my sister's like, God, I, you know, she's got to wait for you. She's got to wait for you. So I'm in this prayer warrior room with my mom the whole flight over there. I get there. The nurse comes in the next day and says, Let's check her vitals. I, I see peace on her. She goes and checks my mom's vitals, and she's amazed. And she said, your mom's heart is no longer at warring in her body. 
It's not going up and down anymore like crazy. Her vital signs are stable. And she literally said this. She says, right now, your mom is not in any pain. And I knew that was the Lord. And I said, thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, because I didn't want my mom to be in pain. She said, right now, she's in the best place she could possibly be. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I said, the atmosphere has shifted. She's now in, entering into her peace and her rest. And so for days, I was just there holding my mom's hand, praying over her, playing, playing her favorite music, her favorite songs the whole time I'm there. Because my mom loved to, the minute she'd get up, she'd turn on um, the TV and turn on worship and turn on hearing the word of God every day. So I surrounded her with that atmosphere she was used to being around. So there was one day she made it to her birthday, which was crazy good. <laughs> the 29th was my mom's birthday. So we got to sing happy birthday to her. And the joy of the Lord was so amazing in the room during this time. I mean, God was all over this thing. We got to sing happy birthday to her. The next day... My brother comes, and it's just me and my brother. And my mom comes, my, my brother's there, and we're sitting there. We're sitting there, and the Lord, uh, we, we're telling my mom, Mom, it's okay, Mom. It's okay if you go be with the Lord. The Lord is there waiting for you. He's waiting for you at the gates, and it's okay. So my mom, she was not, she hasn't talked in like a week. She hadn't talked. My mom, out of nowhere, literally gets, sits, she opens her mouth, and she, she, look, she, she opens her eyes for a couple of seconds, and she says, yeah. And me and my brother looked at each other, and my brother, you know, he's new to all this supernatural God stuff, and he's like, she just said, yeah. She just, like, said a word, and I was like, oh, my God. She, she took all of her strength, everything inside of her, to say yeah, to say yeah. And to me, yeah is like a yes to me. And a yes to me is a big deal in my life because I've seen God move in power every time I've said yes. So her saying yes, well, she was like saying yes to Jesus. She was saying yes to allowing the Lord to come in and to be with Jesus for eternity. And I was like, that's exactly what we want. So I'm going through this process, and I'm asking the Lord. I was sitting there with her all day, all night for two days, and I said, um, I, I asked the Lord, I said, God, I said, if there's one thing that I want my mom to impart in me is her strength, because she had such an inner strength inside of her that I, I, I didn't know how she did it, and it couldn't have been no other way but that she had this inner strength, always, always speaking the opposite than what, what was happening in the natural. In, in Psalms 138.3, it says, In that day when I cried out, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. I believe that was my mom's scripture, was like the Lord made her bold in her soul. That she would, she would, on that day, when she, when she would cry out in these situations, God came in. In Psalms 46, 1 through 3, it says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. That means that he's giving us supernatural strength. There is no other way that I could, could, could describe to you this whole process with my mom that it, it, wasn't, that it, wasn't, it was all supernatural. Me being strong in the situation was supernatural. My sisters were like completely just crying and broken and all these things, my family. And the Lord gave me such strength, such boldness in situations, you know, with hurt and past things and past things that had happened in our family. And God came in and brought restoration in those situations. And I had to show my family what it looked like to love one another, what it looked like to stay strong in unity under terrible circumstances because my family comes from a religious background. So their view of this situation was like, man, this is a terrible thing. We're losing our mom. This is awful. And they were in this, in this, in this, in this dark place. And I was like, wait a minute. No, we're going to celebrate her life. We're going to celebrate the opportunity we had to be a part of my mom's life, to branch off from her, that we have this inheritance now. We have this thing that she gave us that now we can go on and be greater people because of who she helped mold us to be and what she gave us. See, the perspective begin, has to begin to change. And I there was times I pulled my family together because they were, like, discouraged. And they were, like, you know, wanting to argue and all this stuff. And I grabbed them together and I said, no, we're going to pray right now because we're not going to be like this. God doesn't want us to be like this. We're going to be unified and we're going to get through this thing together. And so this supernatural strength came in from the Lord. And it says, Proverbs 18.10, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And I literally, during those times, had to run to the strong tower. I had to run in that place with Jesus and say, okay, God, you fill my mouth and you fill my belly. This is not a fleshly thing. This is a supernatural thing that you're giving me the opportunity to be here at this moment, at this time, at an appointment, uh, appointed time in history that's notated in heaven for me to bring change and impact to my family. And I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. I didn't want my flesh to come and take over and my, my thoughts and all this stuff to come over. I needed something supernaturally from God, an inner strength from God that only he could give me. And I sat there and I kept asking God. I said, you know, God, I said, I need your strength in this situation. I need you to be here with me to help, to help me move forward, to help me pull everybody through this together. And in Nehemiah 18, it says, do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I couldn't be there in that place of grieving. I had to be in that place of joy of the Lord is my strength. I went in there every day with my mom, and I just had joy in me, around me, around her. Because I wanted her to be excited for what God was about to take her into.
I wanted her to be excited for heaven because heaven is such an extraordinary place. It's a place of mystery, and it's, it's such a beautiful place that I wanted my mother to prepare her for where she was going to go in heaven and get her excited about it. I didn't want her to be worried about, you know, people missing and being upset and being depressed because of what was happening. I wanted her to see, man, this is a good thing. God is, like, lifting me up. God is pulling me from earth up into him that I have eternal life with him, and something great is going to come of this. My mom had reached the point of where all of us as believers always talk about, even the religious talk about going to heaven. But see, our perspective and the way we see things, sometimes we don't see things like that. Sometimes we look at things in the natural mindset and try to put in our mind what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like. And God's like, no, it's always the opposite. You think it's a horrible thing, and it's, it's actually like a graduation. <laughs> That's how the Lord told me. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, So don't fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This year, some of you have gone through things and have battled some things and have been through some things. It's not only you. It's a lot of believers everywhere. I've been watching videos, and a lot of believers have had a hard year. But you know what? God is our strength. God is upholding us with his right hand. The right hand always speaks of authority. It always speaks of strength. And God is doing that for us right now, this very moment. I don't care what it is. He's doing it for us. In Psalms 9, 9 through 10, it says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. If you have trouble right now in your life, he's there. You're not alone. Believe me, the enemy came real quick. It was hard for me to be there going through this process without my family. And the enemy real quick kept telling me, you're alone. There's nobody here for you. You're all alone. You have no family here. You have." He just kept telling me all this trash. <clears throat> and I kept telling him, no, I'm not alone. Jesus is with me. Holy Spirit is with me. The whole kingdom of God is with me in this situation. And he couldn't argue with me. He couldn't. I had to shut his mouth from whatever words he was speaking to me at that moment because, because my strength was in the Lord. And I, ha I couldn't receive what the enemy was telling me. It's so easy to receive what the enemy tells us sometimes. And the Lord's saying something different. And I kept telling my family, our perspective, our, our thought pattern has to change. We have to, the only way you change thought patterns is if you do it. And so I was teaching my family to, to change their thought patterns. Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, it says, Those are of steadfast mind you keep in peace because they trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God you have an everlast you you are an everlasting rock he is our rock he is our salvation he is who we lean upon first chronicles 16:11 it says seek the lord and his strength seek his presence continuously that is so huge because what god is saying right there is that if we can be in his presence 
If we can sit in his presence, that's where we're going to draw our strength from. If we're not in his presence, then we can't draw strength from ourselves. If you're trying to gain inner strength from yourself, it's not going to happen. You're going to keep getting tired. You're going to keep getting weary. And God's like, sit in my presence, sit before me for a little while, and my, my, in the presence, the strength is there. When you surround yourself with your worship music, when you surround yourself with this presence of God, the strength will come to you. And let me tell you, it's in those very moments that you want to give up. It's in those very moments that you're like, man, I don't know if I can handle this, God. This is way too much for me. I don't know how I'm going to move forward in this because this, this, strated, this, um, this tragedy or something you view as something bad, God doesn't function and work that way. God takes every bad thing, every attack of the enemy, and he turns it around. Let me tell you where it says that. It says, um, I wrote it down here. Let me look. He talks about how um, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. In Deuteronomy 33, 27, his arms, his everlasting arms come, and they hold you up. I know it's hard for some of us to envision that, but I'm telling you, I have felt the Lord's arms come and embrace me at times when I'm having a hard time, when I'm struggling. All I have to do is call on him, be in his presence, and his everlasting arms will come and undergird you. And it's so supernatural. It's so amazing how God does that. In Exodus 33, 14, it says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. There's rest in his presence. If you're struggling right now with something and you're having, you're feeling burdened, you're feeling heaviness on you, get in his presence because his rest is right there in his presence. You can soak in it. Those two days with my mom, I soaked in his presence those two days with my mom. I soaked in his presence. I told God to come in and change what I was seeing in front of me and to let me see the supernatural spirit that was in my mom and the transition. It was so funny because Jody had shared about the butterfly some weeks ago. And I went to get my mom some birthday balloons and I got her a butterfly birthday balloon because that's all, like they only had certain balloons there. And I remember at that moment when I bought her the balloons, the Lord says, everybody thinks that transition only comes when you're trying to find your purpose and your destiny. But he said, transition also comes at the end when your assignment is done for me on earth. And I saw my mom transitioning from what I knew her to be as my mom. She was transitioning to an eternal life of being in heaven with the Lord. And so transition not only was coming in the natural of our purpose and our destiny, but then transition swings around again, and it transitioned us to go be with him in heaven. So see how, how the Lord began to speak through so many things to me during this whole process of this inner strength. And look at how amazing this is. We were doing declarations, right, this morning. So my husband tells me, because my father-in-law, ha it hadn't been very long. My father-in-law passed in September. 
and, and they were uh, honoring him from the city of San Antonio. And it was something that I knew was Jesus in that because the Lord was like, I haven't forgotten about what he did here. I haven't forgotten about his place here. I haven't forgotten. And that's part of the inheritance that me and my family get to get from my father-in-law, what he did here on the earth. So I remember going and I had to meet with this lady from the city of San Antonio to get this honoring thing that they gave my father-in-law. And in that, I ended up leaving. And as I was leaving out, I kept coming to closed roads, roads that were shut down. And it was like, I'm driving, it, it took me all the way from one side of town into the downtown area of San Antonio. And every road I'd come to, it was all construction, and there was things that were shut down. There were streets that were shut down. And I was like, oh, my God, like, where is this thing even taking me? Because GPS doesn't read construction streets. So I'm like, oh, God. And the Lord began to speak to me through that. And he's like, he's like wait a minute. He's like, listen to me. I know that you're trying to go through this road and you're trying to go through that road and you want to go down this road because that's what you were familiar with. That's where your comfort zone was at. But I'm trying to push you into some new streets to see some new things and I'm going to take you back to where you're supposed to be so you can see what I have for you. And, I, and I'm driving by myself in downtown San Antonio, and my family knows I do not drive downtown San Antonio because it's always crazy busy down there. And I'm driving down this road, and last weekend, while y'all were here and y'all were in worship, Jody came up and shared something about the lion. And I'm over there, and I'm driving the same day, I'm driving over there in San Antonio, and I'm having this same encounter with Jesus there. This is how the Spirit of God works. So I ended up downtown San Antonio. Downtown walls, like the city of San Antonio downtown, they're very culturally done about Aztecs and Indians and Hispanic culture stuff. While I'm driving down this road, and to the right side of it is this mural that somebody painted. And I'm there at the stoplight, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know where I ended up at. I think I even called Pete, and I was like, uh, I don't know where I'm at. But on the right-hand side, there was this mural somebody had painted of a huge lion. And this huge lion had a whole bunch of lionesses around it. And I knew the Lord speaking. And the Lord says, turn around. And when I turn around, I saw the mural of the lion. And he says, it's going to be okay. He's like, because... See, I'm about my bride. The lion was the Lord, and the lionesses were his bride. It was the representation of the bride. And he says, look, it's going to be okay. I've got this. Everything you're going through, every struggle you're going through, every situation you think that I'm not there in, I'm there with you. And I'm the lion of Judah. I'm the one that says, this is how far you go. I'm the one that opens the roads for you. I'm the one that cuts off roads for you that you're not supposed to go in. I'm the one that dictates everything in your life, every single piece. Don't think things are done by mistake or coincidence. 
It's because the Lion of Judah is standing right there by the, by the bride and he's dictating and he's forming things that sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes in our natural mind, we're trying to figure things out, but God is supernatural. And God began to speak to me and he says, look, there's roads that are going to be cut off this season. There's things that I'm going to completely take you away from this season. And you may not understand it. You may be hurt or upset or bothered by those streets coming to a dead end. He says, but I'm in this with you. I'm taking you somewhere where you can't take yourself. Only I can take you there. And I remember sitting there and I said, okay, God, you're with me. And, I, and I'm going to keep running my race. And I'm going to keep doing what you tell me to do. Because I'm going to be on the path you set me on. He knows everything. He hears everything. When my mom was passing, they told me, keep talking to your mom. Even though she can't respond to you, she can still hear you. She can hear you singing to her happy birthday. She can hear everything around her. That's why it was important for us to have worship music on and the atmosphere in heaven to be in there. God always hears us the same. The lion... It represents a type of Christ. You can read it in Revelations 5.5. The lion is a symbol of God's mighty protection for his people. In Isaiah 31.4, you can go read that. The lion is a symbol of strength. In Judges 14.8 and 2 Samuel 1.23, the lion is a symbol of courage. Proverbs 28.1. The lion is a symbol of ferocity in Genesis 49.9 and Numbers 24.9. The lion is a symbol of the tribe of Judah. In Genesis 49.9, you can read about it. We are called to be champions. In the natural mindset, I could have looked at my mom and I'm like, man, my mom was defeated by dementia, Parkinson's, all these things, but I didn't. I looked at my mom and I said, Mom, you ran your race. You finished your race strong. And she was a champion. See how the perspective begins to change on circumstances? Champions are what we're called to be. Champions is what God always created us to be. We were never meant to be a defeated bride. We were never meant to stand around and let the enemy just come and do whatever he wants with us. That's not what he created us to be and do. In Isaiah 51, 9, we sang about it this morning. I love how God flows with worship and what's being brought forth in the word. Because it's supernatural. It's Holy Spirit. It says in 51, 9 in Isaiah, it says, awake, awake, put on strength. O arm of the Lord, awake in the days of old, the generations of long ago. Was it not you who cut Rahab into pieces or pierced the dragon? Isaiah's sitting there and he's reminding them, look, wasn't it us that did this? Don't you remember? He's bringing a form of remembrance to the body of Christ, like saying, like, do you know who you serve? Do you know how powerful the kingdom of God is? 
and you're worried about this and this and this and that, these little bitty things. He's like, I got it all covered. I've got it all taken care of. You, you don't have to be there anymore. Let me remind you of what the kingdom looks like. In Romans 8, 28, it says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Each and every one of us have a purpose and a destiny with God. It doesn't change ever. His love for us never changes ever because we love him and he loves us. It never changes. People have this, this thing in their mind like, well, maybe, maybe if, 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 maybe if, um, if maybe I sinned too much or maybe I did something terribly wrong that now my purpose and destiny has changed. My everything changed because of my decisions. No, that's not right. That's the enemy speaking. Your destiny and your purpose, everything God created you to be and do, never changes you. The love that he has for us never, ever decreases. Now, as we get to know the Father, he brings an increase because we begin to understand who we were, who he created us to be, and how his love begins to increase the more that we have relationship with him. Then we get to know what really love is supposed to look like. But his love never, ever leaves us, no matter what. I, uh, I went and we had the service, and my mom was being really funny. I always say my mom's being real cute because my mom would always, always give us these challenges in my life. So the day that my mother had passed, um, they asked me to speak at her funeral. And I knew, my, I knew my mom was, like, laughing in heaven because she loved to come hear me speak when I would minister. Like, she would ask for rides to go hear me because she couldn't drive. And so I knew it was her being cute, wanting to hear me speak at her funeral. And so I was like, Mom, even in heaven, you're trying to be funny and cute, <laughs> and you're trying to get me something that I really don't want to do, but I know that, you, that I'm supposed to do it. And so I went up there and I spoke about heaven. And I spoke about how I shared this poem about if we could see our mom, if we could see my mom right now, she would be walking the streets of gold. She would be dipping her feet in the rivers in heaven. And, she, and it just taught, it went on and on about this great peace of heaven that my mom was able to be in. And I remember one day me and my mom were talking and I said, Mom, I said, um, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? And she says, her face lit up and this joy came upon her. And she says, oh, when Jesus comes for me, I'm going to be so excited. See, my family hadn't seen or, or no, they didn't know about this. I'm going to be so excited because I get to see my mom and my dad because she was an orphan. And I get to be with my father in heaven. And when I get there, I'm never going to come back. And I said, oh, mom, I said, that's awesome. That's amazing that you saw it that way because Jesus is so beautiful. She's like, yes, I can't wait to be with my father. 
So it's little things like that. You take tragedy, you take hard, difficult times, and you see the beauty in it. You ask God, God, help me see the beauty in this horrible situation. Help me see the goodness, your goodness, because you turn all things for your good. Help me see the goodness in this situation. And I just kept telling everybody, we need to be thankful we had the opportunity to have such a strong person in our lives pour into us and impact us. Be thankful for those times that Jesus shows up in every circumstance. See, Thanksgiving begins to give you breakthrough. When you change your perspective and your thinking and you come in thanksgiving to the Father, it begins to change your perspective. See, joy comes in. In Psalms 19, 1 through 4, it says, To the core master, the Psalm of David, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. And night and night reveals knowledge. There's no speech, nor there's no words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And then he has set a tent for the sun. That is so powerful because our voice, it goes all the way to the ends of the earth. My mom's voice went all the way to the ends of the earth. Everything she did, everything she spoke, and that's what I hold on to. I hold on to the promises, things that she didn't get to have or things that were stored up. I'm going to take, take them now. And when people are dealing with dementia or Parkinson's or heart disease, I'm going to use that as a powerful tool to bring healing to others. And I'll be like, what? Oh, you have dementia? Okay, God's going to empower me now. And he's going to use me to heal those that are dealing with this situation. So you change your perspective. You turn it around because all things are good. I remember after my father-in-law had passed away, there was this lady in the store. And I was grocery shopping. And I could feel this lady's heart. And I came back because I knew what my father-in-law had passed away from. And I saw it as an empowerment from heaven. And I said, every time I see somebody that has died from that same thing my father-in-law died from, I'm going to grab hold of it and I'm going to pray for healing for those that have that same problem. And that's what I did. This lady came. She had this oxygen container, had tubes in her nose walking around the grocery store. And God gave me an opportunity to pray for her. And I didn't pray, like, I, my heart, everything inside of me, because what we had just gone through with my father-in-law came from a whole different place. And I, and I remember asking the lady, I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And the lady was like, yes, pray. I'll take, I'll take, I'll, I'll take all I can have, she says. Really sweet old, older lady. And I remember praying for her, and I looked up to heaven, and I said, that one's for you, Dad. And so every time that I pray for somebody who has dementia, who has Parkinson's, who has a heart problem, I'm going to say, that's for you, Mom. You see how you have to turn things for the good and the working of the kingdom of God? Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, it says, Forget what happened before. Do not think about the past. Look 
at the new thing I'm going to do. It's already happening. Don't you see it? That's what it says there. Don't you see it? The very last day that my mom had passed and we had her, we had her memorial, I remember we closed up. I, I, <laughs> my sisters and my brother said, it's snowing outside, Alice. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And they're like, no, we haven't had snow in San Antonio, Texas since 1985. 1985, and they're sitting here telling me it's snowing outside. And I'm like, oh, my God. So everything was over. I walked out the side door of my mom's funeral place. I walked out, and I know my mom was all over that because she was pouring down the joy of the Father over us that night. She was pouring down her blanket of love for us that night. And when I walked out, I could feel the joy of the Lord, and at the same time, I could feel the Father's love, all at the same time. And I remember just saying, you're awesome, Mom. Look what you sent us. And all my family, even those that didn't believe, realized that my mom had sent that to us because it hadn't snowed since 1985. And I remember, I remember uh, the Lord just telling me, like, be in my joy. Have fun. So we started making snowballs, me and my nieces and my nephews, the next generation. And the Lord says, show them joy in this situation. Show them what love in heaven looks like. So we began to make snowballs, and we had a snowball fight right there on the side of my mom's funeral home. <laughs> and I know my mom was in heaven just laughing and laughing of how amazing and how much joy came upon the family that night. See, they hadn't experienced the joy of the Lord. They needed that. And so somebody texted me when I got back to Ohio and they said, somebody, it was, so, it was so powerful what they text me. They said, me and my granddaughter have been praying for snow. And we know the Lord hear, heard our prayers because he sent us snow. Then she says this. She says, then I thought about your mom. She has no idea, like, the whole process of what I had just gone through with my mom. She says, then, she says, I thought about your mom and how it snowed the night of her memorial. And I thought about what God does with sins and how he makes them white as snow. When I first came to know the Lord, that was what the Lord showed me. Because I was in such darkness when I came to know the Lord. And that was his verse in my life in the beginning. I knew that was the Lord. And it says in Isaiah 118, Come now, let us settle the matter. He's talking pretty boldly here. He says, uh, it says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. I have been looking at videos on how to make a wool blanket Two days before I came, 
And I knew it was the Lord. The Lord was like, I'm wrapping you up. I'm wrapping you up in my wool, in my blanket. I'm wrapping you up, and I'm making everything white as snow. And I get here, and it starts to snow. You don't understand the power of the kingdom of God and his love. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's with us every single second of our life. I walked out and I began to take pictures and videos and I sent them back to the family. And I said, God came here too, to Ohio. I said, because he wanted, he wanted, mom wanted my family to have fun in the snow too. And they all responded, oh my God, that's so crazy. Do you see how beautiful processes are when you hear the heart of the Father? It doesn't have to be burdens and, and struggle and, and, oh my God, this struggle I'm going through or this, this circumstance I'm under. God turns everything for good. Every single piece of it can be beauty if you just look at it that way. Every single part of it, God wraps up in his wool. And he surrounds us with his love like wool. And he makes everything white as snow. This blanket that fell here, this blanket, I have never seen so many videos and so many videos of snow than this past days. And I began to tell the Lord about that because you see kids and adults having fun in the snow. And the Lord began to tell me about that, how this season was going to be a season of joy. The whole time I'm in Texas, I just saw joy, 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 joy everywhere I went, joy, joy, the word joy everywhere. And I know this season is going to be a season of joy. I know people that are watching, people that are seeing this right now, it's hard for you to get that because of the struggles you've had. But I'm telling you, God is turning everything for his good, and his joy is going to come in, and it's going to manifest in each of our lives. And this blanket that he's pouring out on the nation right now of this snow, he's making everything white as snow. That we don't have to be told all the time about our sinful nature, but that we begin to have joy and embrace his goodness this season. And look at things from his view, from his point of view. There's a song that I hear, and it says, it says in it about flying, and it says about giving you a bigger view. See, the higher you go up, the more you can see. If you're still down here, down in the dumps, you can't see much of anything. But when you have an aerial view of things... And from a perspective of heaven, you'll begin to have hope and joy again. You'll begin to see things differently. So right now, God is trying to give us an aerial view of things. Not just what's in front of us, not just our circumstance, but an aerial view of heaven. That his blanket is coming, and it's, he's coming and doing it. He's coming and he's blanketing the earth right now with his joy and goodness. I got off the plane when I got here, and I was so exhausted, tired, and I'm walking to the plane right before I come. 
And it was crazy because normally they have these attachments that go from, from where you're at, they attach to the airplane and you walk right across, right? Well, this time was different. I had to walk down some stairs, walk on the, the lower level, and walk up some other stairs into the airplane, which I had never done that before. I was on the ground. So as I'm walking and I'm tired, I'm like, God, I'm just so tired. I just need your strength right now. I saw the airplane number, and the airplane number was 228, and the plane was called American Eagle. And I knew what the Lord was saying at that moment. I knew that the double-double of new beginnings was here. And the Lord spoke that to me before I came. He says, it's going to be different. Be excited. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So be excited. Be with his joy. Get ready to embrace this new thing I'm about to do. Get ready to be excited for what I'm going to come in and do. I'm blanketing the earth with my goodness. And I just went, oh, man, Jesus. I was like, I cannot wait to see what you're going to do. Don't get stuck in junk. Don't get stuck in your circumstance. Have the aerial view of heaven and what heaven is speaking and saying today. Sometimes we go through things we don't understand, but there's an aerial view that God wants to begin for us to grab and to grab hold of that we don't see things in the natural mindset of what's in front of us, but to go and see heaven's perspective on things when we have an aerial view of his goodness. Let's just stand this morning. God, I thank you, God, for every situation, God. We thank you this morning, God. We thank you this morning for every situation, for every, every circumstance. Even the circumstances and the situations, we don't understand, God. But you've given us inner strength, God. You've given us strength to embrace, to push forward, to push through every single situation, God. We're asking this morning, God, that you would release your aerial view, God, of heaven, God. <laughs> that you would begin to blanket us with your wool, your love, God, this morning, God. That whatever it is we're dealing with, God, the struggle, whatever it is we're battling, God, you've already won it. You are the Lion of Judah. You roar over your children, God. When things are unjust, God, you are just God. And so, God, we just pray this morning, God, people that are here, everybody that's here, God, families that couldn't come, God, even those that are watching this morning, God, we pray for heaven's perspective in every circumstance, God. Heaven's perspective, heaven's aerial view, of circumstances, God, that we allow you to blanket us with your love, your wool, your goodness, your purity, God, of your love, God, this morning, God. And we just stop agreeing with the enemy. We stop agreeing with the thoughts. 
we stop agreeing with every situation in front of us, God, and we pull from heaven this morning your aerial view, your goodness, God, from heaven of things you're going to do, new things, God. We speak for hope and encouragement and joy to come to us this morning, God. Your joy from heaven is our strength, God. <laughs> we just pray for your joy to come and open up inside of us, God. Your supernatural joy, your supernatural strength, the inner strength that you give us, God, to push and walk through every situation, every circumstance, God. Not understanding, God, of what you're doing, God, but knowing, God, that you are the Lion of Judah and all that you roar over your children, God, is your goodness, God. We just thank you this morning, God. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name. If you, if, if you, if, I just want, I just want to give a moment to God.